Welcome everybody to the next episode of the Cannabis Review. I'm delighted to be joined on this episode by Felix Sundström, who is the co-founder and CEO at Spectrum Leaf. How are you keeping today, Felix? Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, we're looking forward to talking to you. You've got some of the most innovative products on the market, uh, so we hope to give all the audience an overview. Can you maybe give everybody a quick brief of the Spectrum Leaf story, how you found yourself in the cannabis industry, and how you found yourself setting up Spectrum Leaf? Yeah, so so my background is from tobacco. Uh, I've been working with uh, with snus product and, and oral nicotine products for for fifteen years prior to coming on board here. Uh, so and and, and uh, we came across um, a brand called Cannabis, which we found very interesting. Uh, it's a humble based uh, brand, uh, and uh, and uh, my mission was then to, as as with my background from the, the smokeless tobacco in. in in the Scandinavian European markets to 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 bring that product into uh, into Europe. So we founded Spectrum Leaf, um, and and on on that note, we we also launched Canadips. We started with uh, uh, with some uh, some markets, uh, main markets for 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 smokeless tobacco products, news products, uh, which are Scandinavia, but also uh, Germany, Switzerland, Austria. Try to build a distribution network, and which yeah has grown ever since. So we have fifteen markets from from uh, as of today, we're selling the products in, and then we uh, try to extend the portfolio. But the main mission for for Spectrum Leaf is is really to bring in new novel type products with a functional focus. So we're focusing on on functional. Uh, delivery mechanism, especially uh, within uh, oral uh, absorption. Uh, so, and, and then from there, we, we we launched a brand called Elevar, and then and then Boop is our latest brand. Okay, so you've got a couple of brands under the umbrella. I was reading about the Voom uh, Innovation Lab. Can you maybe give everybody that's the R and D function of the company, and that's where you're coming up with the most innovative products? Is that correct? Yeah. So, so that is a brand or actually an R&D company that was founded be, between myself and Spectrum Leaf and, uh, and, and uh, um, um, a team of Swedish uh, snus entrepreneurs, uh, Frank Svandal, who's the CEO, he has uh, quite uh, substantial uh, experience from both production uh, sales and also sell, uh, distributing uh, nicotine pouches. But together we founded then the Voon Innovation, which is uh, an R&D company uh, based in southern Sweden, which really focusing on how to increase and uh, make the, the, the absorption in, in the oral cavity uh, more effective. Okay, interesting, because it's great to see a lot of the time you see um, people setting up businesses who are just cannabis focused. I think some of the most successful brands that are going to come to from this industry of people who have already been established in other areas, as you said, like uh, tobacco, and they're able to translate either the, the consumer want and need into the cannabis industry or utilize the innovation in the cannabis industry for a new product creation. Are you seeing that yourself? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, as I said, my background is with the oral pouches, and we always seen that. Or my view has always been that that is a, it's a very effective way of of, uh, of providing consumers with a smokeless alternative. Uh, um, the the oral cavity is is a fantastic place to to absorb different var various different types of. of uh, active uh, substances, not only nicotine, but in this case, uh, different cannabinoids and other uh, other types of, of, of active substances. 
Okay. Can you maybe give everybody a brief view of what is SNUS and why is it going to be effective in the cannabinoid industry? Uh, so SNUS is basically uh, tobacco, moist tobacco, which you put on your lip and instead of inhaling the tobacco or the nicotine, uh, you, you absorb it in the oral cavity. Uh, so it goes through the mucous membrane and then directly into your bloodstream. Uh, and, and you can apply that technology to, to other types of substances. In our case, uh, we believe that, you know, with, by providing, uh, a, 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 um, a pouch type product, we, we, we can, uh, we don't have to eat and swallow and digest the, the substance that you, that you, that you, that you take, uh, it doesn't have to go through the liver and, 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 um, and it gets more effective uh, with, with the absorption in the, in, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the cavity, but it also, it's a very safe and, and a better alternative to smoking because smoking of today, everyone knows how, how dangerous it is and, and, and the downsides that comes with it. Excellent. And do you see for stuff like snus now, obviously CBD is the big cannabinoid that everybody uses on the market, but do you see companies starting to blend and formulate different cannabinoids and terpenes to bring new ingredients, shall we say? Because I think that's where a, a lot of the big innovation will come over the next five to 10 years. Who's built the perfect recipe for the per perfect consumption method? I, I, for sure. And Voon Innovation is looking at it every day. Uh, we have a team that is that's very well dedicated to, to, to not only at look at CBD, uh, as you mentioned, the terpene uh, profiles are, of course, super important, but, but more than that, uh, different markets uh, across the globe has different uh, regulatory, you know, opportunities, so to speak. Uh, so for the US, for example, you can look at uh, a various different range of, of cannabinoids to add uh, to, to the formulation, uh, but also looking at Europe with, uh, with mo many big markets opening up for, for recreational use and, and medical use. So, so I, I think uh, uh, this is only the beginning for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of the future will be biosynthesized companies being able to create large scale, clean, pure ingredients that uh, will be utilized in the CPG and the API side of the industries. Um, tell me this, the novel food application that you guys have managed to get on the list and be approved, how uh, tiresome and painstaking was that process? And is it over now that you're on the list or is it just one hurdle has been completed and there's still a bit of the journey to go? Uh, I wish I could say that it's over, but it's of course not. Uh, and this is of course only for the UK market. Uh, uh, but uh, but, it, but it's also very promising to see uh, how the FSA has approached this. Although it's taken a lot of time, we're still making some progress. Uh, uh, you can say, uh, you know, because in the European or in the EU, it's quite different. Uh, uh, but but so this is, as I would view it, the first step, step for us. Uh, we're on the list. Uh, but we're still not fully approved. Uh, but but I think this um, could at least guide guide the consumer in terms of of these products are are being reviewed and, and also uh, are uh, are hopefully when they are approved will be you know uh, safer to use from a consumer perspective. 
Yeah, and I think you're you're right there. It all boils back again to the biotechnology companies being able to get up to speed and make these ingredients because I think they'll get re- approved so quickly because the the technology involved behind it. Where at the moment the ingredient that people are using, the people who are giving the license are still not crystal clear on the uh, the exact purity and strength of each individual uh, emotion. Exactly. I agree, hundred um, percent. So, with the novel food application, as I said, that's just the UK. We see a lot of people getting carried away, thinking that the novel food gives them the key, the key to the golden gate, or whatever it may be. So, the UK market, you guys see as being a, a, a home for for uh, your products, or are you guys a global company where this is just the first step in the stage for you guys. Uh, this is for sure the first step. Uh, this is also uh, UK, the FSA, who has been uh, pushing this agenda and and also uh, been very clear on towards us as a company what to do and what is required of us. Uh, EU has not really reached that point yet, uh, but we are will, of course, be looking into, to, or we have submitted an application for the EU, but, but, but still no feedback and, and, and no, no results so far. Uh, but but we would of course like to to, to get our product uh, registered and and tested as much as possible in order to, to to ensure the consumers that are safe to use. Okay, and speaking of testing, there, do you see there is an ample amount of testing facilities in the UK or in Europe, or do you think that's where there's still a lack of real capital and real technology is in the the labs that are able to actually test products at a pretty high speed uh, compared to, let's say, the government agencies and labs that are currently doing it? Yeah, for sure. And, 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 and what one, of course, could wish for is, is a universal standard, uh, an SOP for all the labs. Uh, so we always get the same results because as of today, uh the bigger more established labs they don't have that much experience in testing cannabinoids uh, and also then you have the in parallel you have smaller more cannabis driven uh labs uh, and, and they they maybe don't in all cases have the same sops and testing in the same ways and if you don't test in the same ways you will not be able to compare the results so so i think this is something that is very very important for the future uh not only for the consumer safety, but also from a regulatory perspective. Because when you're looking at THC levels, you need to ensure that there's no THC in the product. Yeah, well, I think that's it. That the THC trace seems to be the the handcuff that's holding a lot of brands back. And I think that comes from, as you said, different labs are testing at different capabilities. And uh, that doesn't give clarity to the brands and products. Do you see the election over in Great Britain having any sway on the end result of the novel food? We see your man, Rushi Sunak, coming out and saying he's against all drugs. He's got to punish everybody who used them. But your one, Liz Truss, seems to be more open to a cannabis industry growing in the UK. Yeah, I do think, though, that that the UK has shown until now that, that they are a progressive, uh, quite liberal market uh, and open to to have safe and regulated products. But uh, but when it comes to politics, it's, of course, impossible to to foresee. And we we just have to 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 to, to monitor the situation and, and see what what comes out. And then we have to to apply by 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 the, the guidelines that are, are for the future. Do you see uh, Brexit as a hindrance to the UK market growth 
or do you think it's been a good thing for them that the, the, the cannabis companies in Britain will actually be able to supply the British industry, that there won't be much competition? Because if you own companies that do business with the UK at the moment in Europe, it's a fucking nightmare. Things take like twice as long, the tax on top of all the, the, the orders that come with it. Do you think that's going to end up hindering the industry long term or do you think it's going to cocoon it and allow the UK companies to be able to dominate their own home territory? To be honest, I'm not an expert in this field, but 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 my view would be that because what we saw when Brexit uh, happened uh, is that it created uh, a lot of issues, and and you know many companies had to basically cut down or wasn't able to, to to sell to the UK at all because of the complexity and also that you didn't really know what rules applied. But I think we have seen at least an improvement over the last years, uh, and then uh, over long term. Of course, the UK will be a huge business partner to the EU. So I, I think they will find ways to, to smoothen this out. But of course, um, it would have been much easier if, if, if Brexit wouldn't have occurred, to be honest. Yeah. And a quick jump around Europe now. Obviously, you're from up in the Nordic uh, area of Europe. Do you see the Nordic still being pretty severe on CBD? We talked to a couple of guys from Finland and different areas where it almost seems like CBD is considered a class A narcotic. Do you see that uh, loosening over degree or is there a separate strategy in all the different states up in, up in that part of Europe? Yeah, I, I, I think we will see a different uh, regulatory uh, frameworks for different from the, for different countries, uh, Finland, Norway, uh, and, but also Sweden to some extent. They have had a fairly, well, their view has been that CBD is maybe not a narcotic, but more a medical type product, and it should be regulated on the, 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 from the medical side. Uh, there's been a few um, uh, verdicts also from from the from the uh, from the courts in Sweden, for example, uh, but. Uh, but I think over time, when we see markets like Germany uh, and, and bigger trade 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 um, uh, countries uh, for, for, for the Scandinavian markets opening up uh, and EU also being very open and, and the same, you know, with the same uh, or similar type of, of, of regulatory framework. So, so I think over time this will change. But I think Scandinavia is more conservative for sure than, than, than the southern um, European market. So um, it will take time to get a clear uh, framework in place, but uh, but long term, uh, cannabis and, and CBD for sure is, is here to stay. Yeah, I think we all got our fingers crossed that Germany executes their new industry perfectly and that the capital generated from tax and whatnot is actually an example to the rest of the European countries and that we can uh, hopefully t ride in the jet stream of how the ger German industry takes off. I agree fully, uh, and uh, and but but it will take time. We all need to be patient. Yeah, well, this is it. It's not a it's not a sprint by any stretch of the imagination. You want to have thick skin, uh, the ability to learn all sorts of topics in this industry. If you got into cannabis thinking it's going to be fun, you'll end up with a degree in biotechnology or in, in physics or in chemistry or something to do with a. Uh, uh, some special tag that you didn't even think about. Felix, it's been great chatting to you. We just hit our time there. Is there anything you're looking forward to over the next 12 months in the European cannabis industry uh, that the audience should know about? Uh, you mean for us specifically or in general? You guys specifically, yeah. No, but we're very excited about uh, the launch of the Boom products. We're doing some new things with cannabis. Uh, we're launching in the 
few new products there as well, but but also for for our um, brand Elevor with oil strips that we're going to extend the product line. So so we have a lot of things coming on, and then we're also looking to some exciting products for the U.S. market as well. So it's it's, it's a, it is it is uh, exciting times. For sure. Excellent. Well, we look forward to keeping a, a track of the Spectrum Leaf story. And for everybody who wants to know more about the products from Spectrum Leaf, the website is there below. Highly recommend going and checking them out. They've got some of the most innovative products on the market at the moment. So, Felix, thank you very much for taking the time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Until next episode, everybody. Ooh.